All right, everybody, welcome back to the latest Kente Corner, your favorite casual Hoya basketball podcast. It's been about two hours. We're still here. Georgetown just got swept by Marquette, 91-57. The first game was 81-51. And I'm here with traveling beat reporter for the Marquette Golden Eagles, number one on Twitter, I think is where he is, uh, Ben Steele from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Ben, what's up, man? Oh, always good to talk with you in the the bowels of Capital One Arena, like we like we always do. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. I know you just finished up and wanted to talk a little bit about the Big East. I know you get to go all over the place. Um, you've been here before, obviously. Marquette's been here before. They've won their last seven games mm-hmm. here. They haven't lost here since 2017. Obviously, we know what happened in the game. We don't even need to read the stats. It's another blowout. What did? The, how did it feel the first game of Ed Cooley? Any? Any differences that you noticed, crowd, or what do you think? I did think it was a much livelier crowd um, than in previous games. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with there, there was a pretty good Marquette contingent in the crowd. You could hear the, the We Are Marquette chants that, that helps. erupted there in the end. And, you know, Marquette fans are excited about this team. This is a national championship caliber team. Um, so they always bring a good uh, traveling road contingent. But... Uh, I thought there was a pretty good student section. There's more than I've seen in the past, so it, it's coming, I think. It's just uh, it's going to be the slow build, as, as you like to say. Yeah, that's kind of been the theme. That's what everyone's, you know, kind of banking on right now, and it sort of is what it is. Ed, you know, he's been in this league. He knew what to expect, and uh, even that might be a little bit more or might be a little bit different than, than what's been coming his way. Uh, is Georgetown just a bad matchup for Marquette? <laughs> I mean, Marquette yeah. doesn't do this to everybody. No, no. Um, you know, the, the the teams that Marquette have trouble with, you need to have a big physical center that can get offensive rebounds. Marquette's kind of undersized in the front court. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown doesn't really have that. Yeah. Uh, you need big physical defensive guards to, like, disrupt the offensive flow of Cam Jones and, and Tyler Kolick. Georgetown doesn't really have that either. So, yeah, I mean... If you, if you let Marquette run and run and gun and get turnovers and get out on the fast break, Tyler Cole is just going to pick you apart. He did that tonight. Give Cam Jones, let him see the, the ball go in a couple times, and he gets rolling and just kind of steamrolls from there. Now, in the first game, Cam Jones played. Uh, I think he was one for seven from deep. Uh, Shock after the game said that, you know, Marquette's kind of a different team when he's clicking, but he wasn't really needed in the first 30-point win. Yeah. Um, when did you know he was going to play? Were you confident I, he was going to play? I was not confident. What did you think? 50-50? I, I thought, actually, that they would probably hold him out for this game because Marquette now has a week off before they play and it's Georgetown at home. And I thought Marquette would have enough to beat Georgetown. Right. I'm, That's not, fair. That's fair. I'm not, this season, you know, at least. Yes. Um, so I thought he would hold him out for this game. I saw what I... I didn't know it until I saw him out there in warm-ups and he was dancing around a little bit and he had his jersey on and he looked good, so... I figured he would play, and there wasn't a starting lineup. Hit his first spinning shot in the, the lane, and it was off to the races from there for him. So we joked a little bit before we started recording here, and I know we mentioned it last year, but I'm going to keep saying it as long as Georgetown is sort of in this spot that they're in, and you guys are in this spot, or Marquette's in this spot, and you know, on the team, you cover the team. Um, you know, Georgetown fans get a little thanks for starting this for you guys, but you know, just to rewind. Georgetown wins that 8-9 game. Uh, that's it for Woj. And uh, yeah. you guys get Shaka. Georgetown <laughs> wins the tournament. 
Um, does Georgetown get a little bit of thanks for this? Do the Marquette fans remember that Georgetown helped this process? Like, do you think there's anything that, that he could have done that tournament to save it, his um, job? Maybe pull a Ewing? I thought... If he had, if he had won the tournament? Yeah, I, you know, I thought most of that year, like they had struggled a lot that year, but I thought they would keep him around just because it was, you know, COVID and financial reasons yeah. and all that stuff. But that, that game against Georgetown was probably one of the worst games... <laughs> Like, I've erased it from my memory, so thanks for bringing it up. Now that i got to think about it. Hey, I just sat through this. (laughs) Uh, So, but I did think after that game that there was enough, like, embarrassment. Yeah. That team had clearly just, like, given up. And there was a lot of reasons for that. Like, it was a tough COVID year on everybody. We we don't have to legislate all that. But um, I did think that that, that there was probably a good chance. Let's put it this way. I had a story written out after that game about ready to go that there was going to be a change in, in coaching leadership. How long have you been covering Marquette? Uh, since the 27-18 season, so I think this is seven, seven for me. Okay. So, four, yeah, four years of Wojciechowski, and this is Shaka's third year. So you've seen a lot of Ed Cooley. You've been to Providence a bunch of times. Um, what can you give the Georgetown fans that are looking for some rays of hope? What What's your impression of Ed Cooley teams, and yeah. how long do you think it'll take him to get an Ed Cooley team here. I mean, it's like everyone else says, like his teams always tend to get better at the end of the season. Now, we'll see if that happens this year with this roster, but yeah. in, in previous years that's been the case, and he's always proven to be a pretty good recruiter. Everyone will say that this is fertile recruiting territory. I mean, this is, I'm not saying anything breaking any new territory. It's good to hear, here, though. But, it's, but, good, it's good to hear. But I think, you know, he gets the right players in here. Like, I mean, we talked during the game that the, the – level of talent between these two teams it wasn't quite there he just needs needs to get a little bit better players in here and to do what he needs to do to coach him up yeah um marquette it's a georgetown pod but this is a big east pod too marquette you mentioned already this is a team that's got final four aspirations i mean how big of a deal they got to get out of the first weekend right i mean i know it's easy for me to say that someone not affiliated with the program but as a big east backer and a big east you know guy that's into the big east i mean it's i think it's it's really important if you've got a roster like this yeah tyler kolik uh igadara obviously when cam jones gets going um i mean does it feel like that it's got i mean it's got to be i mean this is this is the year because tyler kolik and also igadara they both have that extra covid year in their pocket now Oso has said he's probably not going to use it. Tyler, the way he's playing this year, I think he's going to go chase his pro career after this. He's already been in college four years. He's a prep guy too, right? He, he, prep he did five year, years yeah. of high school. So I think he's, he turns 23 in March, so yeah. he's already a little bit older. Like the clock's, clock's going on him. Um, so those you take these those two guys off the team, it's a totally drastic yeah. different team. So it's all building up to this year. And, yeah, you mentioned it. I think even getting to the Sweet 16, like, they have to make that step first. But even yeah. getting there and losing in the Sweet 16 round would be a, probably a disappointment for this team that has bigger hopes. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Shaka himself hasn't made it past the Sweet 16 since his VCU days, his very first uh, run there. Marquette hasn't – last year when they won in the first round for the first time, that was their first NCAA tournament win in a decade. So, oh, since that 2013 run? Yep. That yes. ended here? Yep, it's Syracuse. Yeah, they, yep. they, did they beat Indiana here? Uh, or they was, beat Miami? I, I just know they lost. I just, I don't I think Syracuse, oh, it was here, so I covered it. Yeah. I think the 1-4 was Indiana-Syracuse. Maybe the 2-3 was 
Miami uh, Marquette. Yeah, yes, yes. And, and then Syracuse yeah. just smothered yeah, him in the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like Van, Vanderblue? Vanderblue was on that team. Yeah, yeah, that was the last time that Marquette's got beyond the Sweet 16, 2013. So other than not running into Tom Izzo on the <laughs> second round, which is not – place you want to find Tom Izzo what do you think that they need to do differently or they just need to be Marquette like what do do you think held them back like I mentioned like you run into a big physical team um, that Marquette has kind of trouble with but that that's what happened against Michigan State last year now Tyler Kolick was hurt he got hurt his thumb in the first round okay they probably still should have arguably should have still beaten Michigan State anyway but yeah like the teams they lost to this year uh, Wisconsin Purdue uh, Seton Hall, like those teams just kind of like physically, defensively just disrupted Marquette out of its flow, uh, or v- very sound defensively, um, got second chance points. So if they run into one of those matchups, like it could it could cause trouble for Marquette. But but really, this team has got enough talent that really they could they could hang with anybody. So yeah, this this is the year for an NCAA tournament run. It's got to be. So after Creighton's uh, very uh, amazing uh, loss, the game was amazing. The Butler shootout last night with Creighton. Mm-hmm. So now Marquette sits alone in second place in the Big East. And because of the way the schedule is, Marquette, you guys have already played Georgetown twice. Yep. Haven't played Connecticut nope. once. Uh, how big is that matchup? Because you guys beat them last year, Big East tournament. Yep, two right? out of three times. Yeah, so I lost mean. At- Connecticut, and like the only time they really got blown out last year was at Connecticut. So you know, I know you guys have a packed NBA stadium up there. The team is supported really yeah. well. Like, is is the season just kind of building to that yeah. first Connecticut game, and you get them twice in like a month span? Yeah, I mean, those I think those are going to be the de facto regular season championship games. Yeah. Kind of like when Marquette beat Creighton last year at Creighton. That was kind of the de facto Biggie's tournament or not Biggie's regular season championship where Marquette kind of grabbed it and then won the won the league by multiple games in the regular season. So, that, yeah, I mean, you can't – those are the biggest games of the year by far. I mean, there's nothing is even, like, close to – up to that level. Like, we got to talk to Cam Jones after the game. He's – you know, if you're a Georgetown fan, you're probably not in love. He's got a career high 31. Um, he was really likable to speak with, really good guy. Um, the rest of the team, are they like that? I know Kolick seems like – I haven't got a chance to talk to him at Mason because it was a COVID year. Yeah, right. He seems like he's sort of embraced being the Big East villain. Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah, they're great, man. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, Tyler is exactly what you think he is. I think what started this six-game winning streak that, that Marquette is on, you know, Marquette had this two-game little blip. They lost yeah, they to were, Seton Hall. Yeah, they were two they're and two three and in the three. league. They were two and three. They had lost to Seton Hall on the road, which, okay, that's a, a reasonable loss. And they came home. And lost to Butler. They couldn't like, score. Cold shooting night, uh, which is which. Marquette, the weirdest thing was like everyone on the team was in a shooting slump for like a couple of weeks there. Um, so and they just didn't really look like themselves. They weren't, you know, something something was clearly off. And then Mark, uh, Tyler talked about how him and Oso and Cam and Stevie, like Stevie Mitchell, like the leaders of the team, they all had a like come to Jesus moment okay. and part of that was like told Tyler you know you need, you need to go back to being that a-hole uh, <laughs> that's easy for me court. to do and you've seen notice that the last couple games like today it was you know yapping to people in the crowd he's talking to the refs he's talking to other opponents all the time yeah and he's kind of he, he's better when he's when he's playing with that edge and he, he told me that like 
you can read my story from after when they beat St. John's. He dropped a couple expletives and said, you know, I do need to get back to being that a hole. I need to be that cocky effer. Yeah. And you got to you know, be you. And he said that extends to the other team or his teammates that you know playing with that edge. Like Shaka talked about today with Cam, when Cam's really confident and he's doing the stuff that he does today, that kind of rubs off on everybody else too. Yeah, I mean, look, fans don't dislike the bad players, the average players. Yeah. So if the fans get on you, that means you're doing something yeah. for the fans to get on you. And if that's that comes out for who you are, man, I wish that hadn't been the – obviously COVID was terrible for a million reasons, but uh, George Mason had a really good team that year. Yeah. And um, I usually get the chance to go to some of their games and – you're like, this guy was just down the street? And yeah. he's the biggest player of the year? Yeah, How did this happen? And he was kind of playing an off-ball role, too, right? Like, he was kind of a shooter, known more of as a shooter back then. Yeah. And now he's, you know, the best point guard in America, first-team All-American, running ball screens like, you know, the best player in college basketball. Pretty good shooter the last couple of nights, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he really shut down the, uh, or shut up the Villanova crowd. That yeah. game was going a certain kind of way. It was going one way, and then Villanova yeah. got back in it, and... You know, it seems like he's he's just he's just that uh, guy. So around here, we always hear, we've heard from national people, and you never really know about NIL until you kind of see what you got. Mm-hmm. This idea that Georgetown's got a lot of NIL money and they're really going to use it this off season and all that kind of stuff. What's your sense of the Marquette uh, NIL situation? They've always been a very well financed mm-hmm. team. I, you know, I know back to Buzz Williams, they were flying, um, you know, private jets, and they're you know. Obviously, they've got the rent issue with their arena as well, but they mm-hmm. always they, Marquette spends a lot of money on, on yeah, basketball. What's do. your sense for how they're doing with NIL? Yeah, I think they've got a collective, um, and I think the excitement around the team the last couple years has spiked donations to the to the collective, and I think the players, um, they've kind of tied it. Their, their thing with the NIL is they tie it to community appearances. Okay. So... The more community appearances you go, you know, the the bigger check you get from the the collective, so to speak. Okay. Um, so they kind of tie it in that way, but I, I think they do pretty well through the collective, and then they hustle up on their own, you know, little sponsorships around town, you know, yeah. like, like Burger Joints or Tyler has appeared in a couple local commercials for some local, uh, you know. Uh, I think it was a bank that he, he did some commercials for. And I might have to YouTube that later. Yeah, I, I wrote a story about it. Okay, Google that perfect. And, and yeah, Google NIL Tyler Journal Sentinel. It'll pop right up. Give me some clickage for my fund my own NIL. Everyone do uh, that for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I think they're I think they're all doing pretty well. Tyler actually signed, has an agent through uh, Priority Sports, which legal now. Um, yeah. So I think he does really well. Um, which is one of the reasons I thought that. There's a chance he could use that COVID year, but I think he's playing so well this season that NBA teams are going to give him a look. It'll come down to what he hears and where he thinks he's about to get drafted, and if that's yeah. good enough, and then if the NIL can sort of, you know, match that or come yeah. close, or all, you know, it's crazy yeah. that we're talking about these things, but those are that's kind of the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got to also factor in the idea of like what happens if you get hurt, but you can yeah. always yeah. And you, don't you can to, always get hurt. You don't have to make the decision now. Or what if they get upset in the second round of the tournament again? And, and then Oso Egadaro look at each other and say, "Yeah, let's give it another run. But we we need to need to do better than this." So, well, Georgetown I mean, fans not rooting for that. <laughs> um, Shaka, I, I feel like he's, you know, obviously been a little. There's there's some sound bites of him out there that he's not super in love with transfers and that kind of thing. But you obviously have to use them. Do you think, in the event that those guys don't come back for their fifth year that they have? 
you think that you guys are going to be heavy into yeah. the portal for next season? Because the league's really yeah. good. Um, it's going to... And, you know, if they lose Tyler, now Sean Jones was the backup point guard. He blew out his ACO right. and uh, lost to Butler. So the backcourt right now is a little thin. And, you know, depending on Sean Jones' recovery, he's a small guy who relies on his quickness a lot. We'll see how he recovers from that injury. Um, so they might need to bolster the backcourt backcourt a little bit um just for that reason uh the young guys that they have now haven't been getting a lot of playing time just because this there's no minutes. team is so there's good no with so many veterans yeah. right so um it's a little bit of an unknown there they might want to bring in a veteran guy just to just to shore things up that way so we'll see i don't i said you were number one on twitter but obviously you have a twitter handle and i'm <laughs> probably gonna i follow you you can look but you give everyone your uh your Twitter info or your X info? Yes, it's at Ben Steele MJS. Stands for Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. At Ben Steele MJS. That's uh, where you can follow me for silly little jokes during games and occasional insights. No, it's great when we get the uh, the traveling reporters through here. Uh, everyone does a great job covering the league. You do a good job in following for years. And thanks for coming on Kente Corner again. And one day I'll have to make it out there to Marquette's one of the spots I haven't yeah. been to. But you know, just like the Big East tournament, I. I I gotta think it's gonna be competitive before I make that big trek. It's not enough just to see uh, the arena. I'm gonna need it to be competitive. So hopefully Georgetown can can get it figured out. And I think they will. I don't know when, but I think that they will. I think Cooley has a long enough track record that we know he's gonna land the plane, as he says. We just don't know what that completely means. But uh, would like to come out there. And uh, thanks again for joining Kente Corner. We'll see you probably not the biggest tournament. Probably next year, man. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, I think this is my third or fourth time, so uh, it should be like Saturday Night Live when they give you like a five-timers smoking jacket. Yeah, we're, like when, you, when you get to five, yeah. Okay. Well, i got to keep coming back, I guess. Thanks, Ben. Right.